Welcome to Negotiate Your Career Growth. I'm Jamie Lee, and I teach you how to blend the best of negotiation strategies with feminist coaching so you get promoted and better paid without burning bridges or burning out in the process. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited to share this special series of podcasts that I'm doing on how to get better paid. I know if you're listening to this, you have a desire to learn how to do this the smart way, not the hard way. And that is exactly what you're going to learn. You're going to learn proven strategies that have helped me and my paying clients improve their income, negotiate and earn tens of thousands more sometimes hundreds of thousand dollars more in annual income. And in fact, this was a free, totally free event that I did earlier this year. And attendees reported back to me that they applied the principles and the tools that I taught them and ended up negotiating for tens of thousands of dollars more in their income as well. This is totally available and possible for you too. I'm so excited to share with you. You could actually watch the replay of this webinar. The YouTube link will be in the show notes. But for those of you who tend to be more auditory listeners and learners, I thought this podcast would be a great way for you to learn, apply, and generate new, bigger results in your career and in your life. I hope you enjoy. And if you like, please do share, subscribe, and enjoy. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to How to Get Better Paid. You ready for this? You're going to learn proven negotiation strategies that work for women. I have a lot of content that I'm going to share with you. I'm going to just give you the best, the, the simple, the most straightforward strategies that I know by for myself and with my clients actually works. It actually gets them better paid. So I want to invite you to turn off your Slack notification, put your phone on silent mode, or you know what, better yet, put it away. Sometimes I literally have a box behind me and I put it in the box so it can't distract me. And I am going to answer questions at the end. And I'm going to stay for as long as I need to, to answer everyone's questions. So rest assured, your answer, your questions will be answered. Okay. So uh, what else do I, um, oh, yes. This is being recorded, <laughs> obviously, you can see. So if you need to uh, go attend a meeting or you need to go pick up your kid uh, before the end of the training, no worries. I will make sure everyone who registered gets the recording. And one more thing that I want to share with you, I have a lot of content, really good stuff. And if you're like me and you like to take detailed notes, um, and you just want to be like fully present and fully focused on the content so that you can implement it, get better paid, have better negotiation outcomes. My suggestion to you, take screenshots of the screen so you get a photo of me and you get the, the, the content on my flip chart. You don't have to copy it, right? You can just take screenshots. All right, let's get started. All right, so this is for you, especially if you are a mid-career woman who likes getting things done, woman with a strong work ethic, and you want to advance, you want to grow your career, you want to grow professionally and personally, and you want to grow your income, and you want to grow your impact. 
but you don't want to burn out. You don't, you don't want to add more work onto your plate because you already are getting a lot of things done. And you don't want to burn bridges in the process of getting better paid, negotiating for yourself. Okay. This is for you. Now, why should you listen to me? Why should you trust this person here? My name is Jamie. Hello again. I have 10 years experience teaching negotiation skills to engineers, tech executives, HR executives, doctors, lawyers, bankers, etc. And where did I learn how to negotiate? I've learned this from my mom. <laughs> I am a daughter of an immigrant. I am an immigrant. Uh, we came here 33 years ago. And um, I'm 40, so you can do the math. <laughs> and my mom arrived in America with three daughters on her own, and she ended up getting a divorce here. She actually left a domestic abuse situation, and she still speaks English a lot worse than Margaret Cho's mom, still broken English, still painting nails, still nail technician, but she ended up raising the three of us three daughters all by herself, no support. I didn't have a rich uncle. Uh, my dad did not you know, provide child support. There was no alumni association. I know some of you are here from Seven Sister um, School, uh, uh, the Seven Sister Alum Association, Smithies, you know, Barnard, but my mom didn't have that. But even still, she ended up raising all of us putting all of us through college. And throughout this time, she was telling me and my sisters, girls, you got to speak up. You got to ask for what you want. You got to be brave. And of course, growing up, I was a brat and I would be like, no, I just want to be liked by everyone. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Thank you. Somebody's giving me a very helpful hint that she cannot see the entire, how's that? How's that? Is that better? Yes, now you can see the entire foot chart. All right, so awesome. So um, if you have questions, I wanna encourage you to save them to the end. As a reminder, for those of you who just joined, I'm gonna stay as long as I need to to answer everyone's questions at the end, okay? Uh, so where was I? Okay, my mom taught me. She said, girl, you gotta speak up. You gotta ask for what you want. She was my self-advocacy trainer that I still have. She is my lifetime trainer. But I would brush her off. I'd be like, I just want to be liked by everyone. I don't want to be the one who's making waves. I graduated from Smith College 2004. I I got hired as a buyer. So it became my job to negotiate on the job. So I got on the job training, doing business negotiation with vendors. First, I was buying steel coils, copper plates, and then later paper cartons. And I really enjoyed negotiating with these vendors and putting these deals together. So I learned that, but then I switched careers. I entered a hedge fund. I entered the finance field with no background, actually. I studied East Asian studies uh, at Smith. I studied Japanese, no math and finance background. But because of my language skills, I got uh, an offer to join an Asia-based, Asia-focused hedge fund. And my mom had taught me to speak up. I had on the job training, business training, 
But when it came to negotiating for my own salary, I didn't know how. I totally bungled it because I didn't know the strategies that I am going to teach you today. And so I bungled that. <laughs> and then I found out a year into this new hedge fund job, I was a junior analyst that was making 50% of the going market range. And that was the moment I realized I really got to learn this. I got to learn these win-win negotiation strategies. I got to learn the communication tools. I need to have them in my belt so that I don't make the same mistake I just made. And that's when I sought out mentors. I started studying negotiation on my own. And I actually uh, worked very closely with the founders of She Negotiates, which is the first company that existed to teach negotiation skills, salary negotiation skills, just for women. Lisa Gates, Victoria Pinchon, they mentored me directly. And then I took those skills and I started teaching and hosting live workshops, facilitating interactive workshops all over the world, Kigali, Toronto, Tokyo, New York. Um, and, and I decided to take this and coach women one-on-one -on -one because I realized you can have the strategies, you can have the tactics, but unless you have the mindset with it, it doesn't always work. People don't always take the action. And so I wanted to make sure that women get to learn the women negotiation strategies, have the communication tools and the self-confidence to get promoted and better paid without burning bridges, without burning out. And that's what I've been doing for the last five years. And here's what I have observed to be true in my 10 years of teaching negotiation skills um, all over the place. Here's the truth, okay? Thousands of women around the world have gender wage gap compounded by self-advocacy debt. Yes, the gender wage gap still persists to 2022. It is a travesty that we're earning 80 cents to the dollar and much, much less if you are a woman of color, especially a Black or brown woman of color. And yet it's compounded by self-advocacy debt. And what is self-advocacy debt? Self-advocacy debt is when you are under earning your own potential below what you want to be earning, what you can be earning, and you're overworking while under communicating your wants and your wins. Is this you? Because this was me when I was making 50% of the going market range. I had self-advocacy debt. I didn't, I didn't know how to communicate my wants and wins. So if this feels like this is you, let me know in the chat. Okay, so why do we struggle? Why do we struggle, smart, competent women, with advocating for ourselves? And so many women come to me asking, what's wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with me, but there is nothing wrong with you. There's just a really simple explanation. And I think it's how we've been educated, how we've been socialized, and our human brain being a human brain, okay? So many smart, competent women are well-educated and in our in our schooling, 
we have absorbed this mindset of I need to prove myself, right? In school, you just follow the textbook and you get an A. You follow the syllabus, you get an A. You prove yourself with your report, you get an A, right? You didn't need to advocate for the value you bring. It's like negotiating for yourself. It was a completely foreign concept in school. And then we, we carry over into the working world this, this mindset of I need to prove myself. And it sounds so logical and it sounds so, so virtuous to think I need to prove myself because of how we were taught to think in school. I call this pretty poison because the smart, competent women that I've worked with, when they think, oh, I need to prove myself, 99% of the time, this thought makes them feel, I, I mean, I felt this way too, feel inadequate, like not quite ready, right? Not quite ready to speak up, not quite ready to ask for what you want. Quite, I haven't yet earned it. I need to prove myself, right? Pretty poison. You are already proven. You don't need to prove yourself, okay? Socialization, what have people, your parents, your friends, what is media, what is marketing that we absorb you know, all the time? What have they taught us about how to think about and how to talk about money? And I think for many of us, we've been taught, it's kind of rude. It's kind of rude to talk about money. And if it's kind of rude to talk about money, how much ruder is it to ask for more money? And then, of course, when we think it's rude to talk about money, it feels hard. It feels difficult to negotiate for better pay. And then there's the brain. Our brain is wired for social connection. There is a primitive part of our brain that will fear social rejection, and it associates getting no. That rejection, it feels almost like death. It's like we're going to die. We're not, we're gonna be okay if you get told no. If you ask for higher pay and they say, no, we can't, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> but there's a part of our brain that doesn't know that. And this is why we struggle. So then how does this show up specifically for women? These are the three most common pitfalls that I have seen over and over again in clients and hundreds of clients that I have helped. So first of all, because our brain is wired for social connection and we have been socialized, so many women, we've been socialized to think that we're supposed to take care of other people's feelings. How many, how many times have you said, oh, I don't want people to feel bad, right? That's comfort fallacy. Everyone should feel okay. No one should feel bad with my actions and my words. That's comfort fallacy. Here's another way comfort fallacy shows up. When you think you should feel comfortable and comfortable is what confidence is. So many people come to me and say, I wanna feel comfortable and confident asking for what I want. But comfort never arrives because of how we've been educated, because of how we've been socialized, because of our brain. Okay, comfort never arrives. So that's why it's a fallacy. But when we're in the fallacy and we think everyone should feel okay, including myself, of course, you avoid negotiating for better pay. But then this is this also shows up with Tiara syndrome. Tiara syndrome is when you think that just like in school, you should keep your head down, do good work, 
And then some benign, some very benevolent authority figure will place the tiara on your head, that they will reward you with an A, with a raise, with a promotion, right? Speaking up, asking for what I want. Oh, that's, that's not what a good princess does, right? Tiara syndrome is a myth. We do not live in a Disney fairy tale. We all know we got to put our own crowns on. But when we think that we should be keeping our head down and do good work, not make waves, we accommodate. We appease people. We accommodate people who ask things of us and then we don't ask for a higher pay. We don't ask for more resources. Like, okay, I'll just keep my head down and do good work. They should, they should know. But of course, the tiara never arrives. Perfectionist fantasy is so common in smart, competent women, especially women of color, as I am. We think, hey, if it's not perfect, if it's not an A+, it's an F. I used to be a straight-A student, so I really know this. In fifth grade, I got my report card at all A's, and I got one A-. And I sat there at the table. At the desk and sort of beating myself up because I'm like, oh, I got one A minus. And then in college, I had one B plus. I was like, oh, B plus. That, that's an F, right? And we carry that mindset into our working world. And then, you know, <laughs> somebody says, can't stand the B plus. <laughs> B plus is amazing. B plus is amazing. See, when you can't stand the B plus, it's like, it's an F. It's not good enough, right? We attack ourselves. We beat ourselves up. So then, of course, we don't feel good enough to ask for what we want. And this tends to re- like cycle over and over again, avoid, accommodate, attack ourselves, avoid, accommodate, attack ourselves. Sometimes we attack other people, right? And this results in feeling like I can't ask for what I want. I don't know how. So if you're wondering, oh, that sounds like me, maybe that's me, let me give you specific symptoms to look for so you know exactly where you are, okay? So if you're in comfort fallacy, you don't make a decision on what you want or how much more you want to make because making decisions by nature is uncomfortable because of how our brains are wired. We don't like making new decisions and we apologize. I I know I said we because I've been in all of them. (laughs) I've been in all of them. I have. Apologize for asking for what you want because you think, oh, they shouldn't feel bad. If I ask for something I want, they're going to feel bad and they shouldn't. But you're not responsible for anyone's feelings except yours. And when you're in comfort fallacy, your role doesn't grow, right? Because growth, magic is outside your comfort zone, as the saying goes. Tiara syndrome, you look down on bragging. It's in quotation marks because often when you're in Tiara syndrome, like you have a I just want, okay, there you go. You you have a, a distorted view of what bragging is. When you share your wins, when you share the facts of your accomplishment, when you give yourself acknowledgement in a public way, this is not necessarily bragging. Bragging is when you when you say, oh, I'm great and you're not, right? When bragging is like being arrogant at the expense of another person. But when you're just sharing your wins, when you're just sharing the good work that you do, mentioning it, that's not bragging. But when you're in terror syndrome, you keep your head down. You're waiting for somebody to give you that promotion, give you that raise, and it never 
arrives. Perfectionist fantasy. You tend to overwork. You tend to over-deliver. You're like, oh, I did this, but I don't know if I did it exactly right. So let me just do more and more and more. Or let me spend five hours on a deck instead of spending 15 minutes putting it together, trusting that I know what I'm doing, right? Perfectionist fantasy robs you of self-trust. And this is how you end up spending more time, more work on your tasks. And you don't celebrate your achievements because you're like, okay, but I, I got I to gotta get another A plus to feel safe, feel good enough, right? And especially when it comes to negotiating, asking for what you want, perfectionist people tend to give up before or at the first pushback. Sometimes they, they don't even try, right? Because they're attacking themselves. They're beating themselves down. And... And sometimes they give up because they anticipate pushback and the anticipation of it, anticipation of the pushback uh, triggers fear. And then and from that fear, you don't ask, be reacting to that fear, right? So here are some things that you should know. Comfort never arrives, ergo, if it feels awkward, if it feels uncomfortable, if the number that you want to ask for makes you want to burst out laughing or even puke, you're doing it right. If it feels awkward, you're doing it right. Tiara syndrome. Never wait for it. Put your own crown on, okay? You, when you advocate for yourself, it is the act, the very act of speaking up and asking for what you want is putting your crown on, okay? Perfectionist fantasy. Don't expect perfection. There is no perfection in negotiation. It's a conversation. It flows, okay? And the first thing that you want to do is start taking action, small steps that you can implement today, right away, to break out of this all or nothing thinking. And that the steps I'm going to walk you through today. And let's also notice that this is a myth, it's a fallacy. This is a myth, it's a Disney fairy tale. That's a myth, that's a lie. This is a fantasy, myth, myth, myth. And today you're here for the truth. And this is the most important truth that you're gonna learn. So pay attention. Truth ball. If you enjoy this podcast, come to jamieleecoach.com. J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-C-O-A-C-H dot com to get your free ebook, How to Ask for a Big Pay Raise and Get It. And if you want expert guidance in your corner to help you achieve greater self-confidence and greater career satisfaction as you grow your skills in negotiating, leading, and influencing as a woman professional, I invite you to book your free one-on-one -on -one sales call with me to find out how executive coaching can help you do exactly that. The link is in the show notes. Talk soon.